So tonight we're going to play it a little different because we are doing our annual TBH, To Be Honest. And what's going to happen is you guys are going to text in questions that you have for us pastors, and we're going to do our best to answer them. These are questions that maybe you don't know how to ask one-on-one because it's a little bit awkward or you feel a little embarrassed that you don't know the answer. These are questions that you've always wondered maybe about the Bible, about Jesus, about faith, about how to walk in knowing Jesus that you want answered and you need answered, or they can be funny and random. Like, how does Sean's beard seem to grow so quickly at an exponential rate? Did he get some of that serum that was Captain America, but was it just specifically for hair growth? I don't know the answer, but you can ask and get the question answered. What you're going to do is text this number, 970-852-6310, and you can just text in your question to that number. It will come directly to Jenny's computer, and we will read those questions live. A couple of things you should know. If you are not getting your question answered, don't text it in over and over and over again. That actually makes us want to answer your question less. Another thing is this is anonymous. We're not going to go back and check your phone number and track it to see who is the one that is asking the questions. Lastly, if you do not have your own cell phone, any person in a blue shirt would be happy to lend you theirs so that you can get your question answered. Lastly, if we don't answer your question tonight, we're sorry, we only have a limited amount of time. doesn't mean you're not important. And we would love to talk to you after service at any point to get that question answered for you. Yes, Sean Edward Tatum. To answer the question about why does my beard hair grow so fast, yeah. it's uh, a mixture of great genetics and black coffee. So, oh, okay. Um, write that yeah. down, boys. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah, okay. So are we ready with our first question? Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to start you off with a little get to know you. Oh. Um, do you like Taylor Swift? <laughs> Me? To Who? everybody or? To you guys. They okay. want to know. Do you? The people, the pastors. Do I like Taylor Swift? I love Taylor Swift, okay? Yes. So she, like, her and I are not the same age, but I felt like every time she put out an album, it was directly for my life, and it spoke to me on a personal level, okay? I listen to all of her albums on a regular basis. I have tickets to see her in July, Okay, uh, so yeah, big big T Swift fan over here. Um, I I okay, here's the deal. I was like one of those closet listeners of Taylor Swift, where I was like, nah, Taylor Swift is the worst, but secretly listen to her every single day. And I will say, I don't even know if you know what this is anymore, but when I got my license, uh, one of the first CDs I bought for my car <laughs> because we didn't have Bluetooth things. Uh, one of the first CDs I bought. Did happen to be Taylor Swift. Yes. And I... Which album? Red? I It was, it red. was red. I think it might yeah. have been Red. And man. So good. I love, I love T-Swift. Yes. Okay. You're not going to like this. But I uh, think that Taylor Swift might be slightly overrated. <gasps> and... Um, no. Okay, hold no. on. Hold no. on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here's the thing. She has good music. But... There's parts of it where it's always like, some guy broke my heart, and um, he's a jerk, and he's the worst. However, I would like to present to you the lyrics of Antihero. It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. She's the problem. Okay. okay you know what, Sean? Now we have bad blood, and I knew now you we were have trouble. Bad blood. You know what? I knew That's you fine. were trouble, all right? I knew you were trouble I when knew. you walked in. Yeah. yeah. Listen, there's... <laughs> Listen, I love some Taylor Swift songs, like the one with Bonnie Iver. That's a great song. I don't even remember what it's called. Uh, Evermore. 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 Great song. Um, but some of it is just like, okay, it's just not my thing. 
So Taylor Swift, okay. Nick, can you turn on the air conditioner? <laughs> it's <Thanks>. real warm. <laughs> All right, next question. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> How can I help keep the fire from camp burning strong? Ooh, that one's good. Okay, um, so one of the, there's many ways you can keep the fire burning um, from camp, but a main way is prayer. Um, you can have a personal prayer life. And prayer doesn't have to be this big, crazy, complicated thing. It can be as simple as you just talk to God. You talk to him about what's on your mind. You talk to him about what you're going through. You talk to him about your day. And so it's really easy to just talk to God. You'd be like, hey, Jesus, I'm having a hard time. Can you please help me? You just prayed. It really is that easy as just talking to Jesus. Another thing I would love to see is like worship. I think that is a huge way that we can keep that fire going. Um, guys that came to camp, like worship at 4640, like we were just talking about, but like come to the front, like be on the front row and don't just be leaning against the stage. Be worshiping as if you were worshiping at camp. Like I would love to just see that. All of the people that take worship seriously, just being at the front and really going after it. And why I say you should come to the front is because it eliminates the distractions of what's happening around you. Like if it's just the stage in front of you, you really have no choice but to just focus on the lyrics. Another thing is we have our deeper course that's coming up for high school only. Um, we're gonna put the registration link up there. So this is for high school only and this is gonna be on Tuesdays from 1 to 4, and what we're going to do is hang out, we're going to do some worship time, we're going to do some quiet time where we read our Bibles, and then we're going to go into a study called Bait of Satan by John Bevere, and it is incredible curriculum, and so high schoolers, if you've done deeper with us in the past or if you're interested, go ahead and scan this link, register, that starts next Tuesday, so like less than a week from today. And I would say too, um, you have to fight as well. Um, the biggest lie that the enemy is going to tell you now that you are home from camp is what happened up there didn't happen, and when you come home, you're alone. That is such a lie, and you have to be able to stand up for yourself, and you have to be able to say, no way, enemy, I do not believe you. Instead, I know that God loves me. I know he is for me. I know he is fighting for me, and because of that, I am going to pursue the Lord no matter what. I'm going to read my Bible when I don't feel like it. I'm going to worship when I don't feel like it. And I'm going to get around other believers. Seek out. You have an entire place of hundreds of us who all are here for one thing, to pursue Jesus. So if you feel alone, man, what a lie that is. And also look around. We are all here for Jesus. So get around other believers. Hang out with other believers this summer and pray. Absolutely pray and fight for yourself. All right, next question. I have a lot of questions asking on how to pray. Like, what are the steps to prayer? Okay, well, so it's pretty easy. There's this scripture, I believe it's Matthew 6, um, where Jesus talks about something called the Lord's Prayer. This is a really easy way to pray, okay? So the disciples ask Jesus, hey, will you teach us how to pray like you do? And Jesus says, pray like this. Say, my Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us, uh, hmm, I forgot. Forgive us, help us to forgive others, and then deliver us from evil. So what that does is it orders your prayer from things about God, which is we worship God first and foremost. So it orders it about God and then about what we need. So we start off by saying, God, you are holy over today. 
You're holy over my morning. You're holy over my parents. You're holy over every person I come in contact with today. You're holy with everything I do. And so we start off by just putting God over everything in our day. And then we say, God, I hope that your kingdom would come to earth, that you would encounter me today and I would encounter you, and then that your will would be done and not mine. And then you say things like, God, give me exactly what I need today. So the daily bread, that's just praying for what it is that you need and what it is that you want. So if you feel depressed, say, God, I feel depressed. Help me to feel joy. If you feel scared, God, I'm struggling with fear. Help me to be confident in you. And then ask for forgiveness for the things that we've done. All of us are sinners. All of us mess up from time to time. All of us do things we're not supposed to do. And so we just say, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And then God, help me to forgive the people in my life and then keep me from the attack of the enemy. One of the coolest things at camp that I saw was you guys praying over each other and you guys even praying for leaders in the room. I have never seen that happen before. And so I just want to say, like, I am so proud of the way of each of you stepped out and did that because that is an intimidating thing to do. And so just remember, like, when you go to pray for yourself, when you're going to pray for others, you're just asking God for things. You're just talking to him. It's just a conversation with him. And the enemy is going to try and make it seem more intimidating, more complicated. But it really is just that, going to your dad and asking for the things that you need and thanking him. Retweet. I wouldn't even add anything to that. It's true. It's just a conversation. Like, take out the intimidating part of prayer. It's not. It's, hey, Jesus, it's me again. (laughs) I'm the problem, right? Would you please help me? It's just a conversation how you would with your closest friends. Just get used to talking to him. That's it. Nice. All right. What does it mean to repent? Okay, so repent literally means to turn away from. So it's one thing to say, I'm sorry for something, and then to just go right back and do it again. So I'm sorry, mom, for being mean to my sibling, and then going right back and kicking them in the shin. Obviously, that sorry meant nothing. That was just, uh, I'm trying to get out of trouble with my parent. When you repent, it is, I am making a certain effort, an intentional effort, to be better and to turn away from whatever that sin is. So maybe it is gossiping or disobeying or being a distraction at service, even though you're a high school student and you know better. It's turning your back to that sin and saying, I am genuinely sorry, God, and I am going to try and do better in the future. Yeah, that was really good. I mean, you just walk away from what your sin pattern was. You just turn around and you pursue God. Now, obviously, we're not going to be perfect. Obviously, we're not. We're going to mess up again. But the point is, is our heart is changed. When we go from, man, I'm just trying to get out of trouble, like Madeline was saying, to, man, I really know this is wrong and I really don't want to do this. God forgives us. He has grace for us in our sin. And so when we mess up, we just ask for forgiveness and then we turn around again. Like it's not a one time you messed up, it all, it's all off, right? You can continually go back and ask for forgiveness. Okay, I'm going to ask another get to know you question that they're okay. wanting to know. How old are you guys? I- <laughs> I'm totally fine with answering this question because I'm the youngest. I'm 24 years old. I'm 18. I am 12. Do you want the answer of how old do we act or how old are we truly? Because <laughs> that's very different. Because very that different, changes yeah. drastically. Um, I am 27. She said 27. 27. If you 27. Um, and I, I am almost 31. I'll be 31 in about three weeks. So. And Joe's way older than all Joe's of us. Joe's so way older than all of us. Significantly older. 
even old. Joe enough. is a decade older than me. Would you? <laughs> wow. Oh, no. That's like a hurtful Ooh, word. But it is true. Yeah. A decade. Uh, take this part out of the podcast, Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Joe's here. way older. All right. I have a lot of questions wondering, how do you tell the difference between the devil's voice and God's voice? That's good. So a uh, main way to tell the difference between the devil's voice and God's voice is the devil's goal, his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And God's goal is to give us life and life abundant. So if the voice in your head is telling you something that is aiming to steal from you, to kill you, or destroy you, it's not from God, right? If it's something that's trying to prosper you, trying to grow you, trying to give you good things in life, bless you, that's probably God. Another way is to just read your Bible. Like when you get to know the, the word of God and the voice of God through the word of God, it's really easy to tell the difference. Another thing is uh, the Lord will never speak to you in guilt or shame. So if you're feeling guilty or shameful, that's not the Lord. That is the enemy. He will convict. And conviction is basically just, okay, you've done something wrong. Now repent and apologize so that you can come close to me and you won't be vulnerable to the enemy. And it's basically just that kind of sick feeling in your gut that causes you to come around and say sorry. But then as soon as you say sorry to Jesus, that conviction goes away because he's forgiven of you. The slate is clean. He's forgotten about it. But that's where the enemy comes in with shame or with uh, making you feel bad about yourself. And you need to understand God will never make you feel that way. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I always go back to is what is the voice inside my head saying? Is it mean or is it kind? If it's mean, it's not from God. If it's kind, it is from God. If you have a voice that you feel inside your head telling you you're not pretty enough, you're not strong enough, you're not brave enough, that is not from God. Absolutely not. But if you feel, man, I feel beautiful, I feel like I'm hearing, I am loved, I am cherished, that is God. And another thing that I always go back to is one causes chaos, which is the enemy, and one calms me, which is the Lord. And so am I feeling very anxious for no reason? Okay, then that's probably the enemy trying to speak something to me. But am I at a peace that I can't understand? Okay, then that is God speaking to me. So just kind of pay attention to that. What is the voice telling you? If it is good, it is God. All right, next question. What is the cross and why does it matter? Wow, that's a good question. Um, so as Christians, as followers of Jesus, that when it, that's what it means to be a Christian. We um, are just thankful to God for what he did. So Jesus came to earth, was fully man, um, fully God, came to earth as a baby, grew up as a human person, but also being fully God, and then died on the cross. So the cross is a symbol of Jesus's death. It's a symbol of his resurrection. And so every year on Easter, you definitely hear stuff about the cross and what it means. Um, Jesus died on the cross. And the cross was this brutal instrument of death invented by the Romans. And it was like the worst of the worst way to be executed. And so Jesus died the worst possible physical death for us to pay the price for our sins. And so the cross is a symbol of what Jesus did for us, right? It's, it's just a symbol. It's something that we use to remember what Christ did on the cross for us. But it is not Jesus, right? The cross is not Jesus. It's not what he did for us. It is a symbol of it. So it helps us to remember it. But what's important important is our personal relationship with Jesus. And I would just say too, there's a difference between the symbol of the cross and the crucifix. If you guys have seen a crucifix before, it's where Jesus is dead on the cross. Those are, to me, um, 
I don't know. I don't love crucifixes, and honestly, I would encourage you, if you have them, to just kind of get rid of them, because Jesus is no longer dead on the cross. He rose again, and when he did that, yeah, he's awesome. When he did that, he's like, I don't want you to see me dead on the cross anymore. I don't want you to visualize me that way. I want you to see me as the powerful person that broke death, hell, and the grave. So the cross is different to me than the crucifix. You'll see the crucifix a lot in the Catholic religion. Christians, we're all about the cross where Jesus is off of that thing. So, All right. Okay. I think we got time for one more. Uno más. All right. How can I make new friends at school that are good for me? Are you guys going to actually listen to what we say? Because <laughs> if not, we'll just go out to the field early and have a couple of extra minutes. Are you, you guys, will, will you listen to us? Okay, Brittany, you start. <laughs> okay, one, since you are listening and I have your full undivided attention, the number one thing I would look for, and I know you're already going to say, that's impossible. Well, did you ask? Do they believe in Jesus? That is your number one thing. I have seen countless times in my life where I've just tried to fit in with the wrong crowd for the sake of having friends, and it has pulled me away from lo the Lord. There's a verse in the Bible that says, uh, bad company corrupts good character. Meaning if you think, well, no, 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 I'm like a great Christian. I'm going to go to church and everything, but I'm going to choose to be friends with the people that are hard at school. Well, the odds are is they're actually going to pull you away from the Lord, right? That has happened countless times, and we have seen that countless times. So the number one, absolute number one thing, are you a Christian? Do you believe in Jesus? And do you want to come to church with me? If your people do not believe in Jesus, absolutely, absolutely try to invite them to church. It's okay to be a light in your school. That's what we're called to be. But also, God wants us to protect us too. We need to make sure the people we are hanging out with are equally yoked as us, meaning we do believe the same things. We have the same boundaries. We're going to say no to sneaking out even if our other friends want to. We're going to say no to going to parties. We're going to be in this together, and we're honestly going to pursue Jesus together. So do your friends know Jesus is the first thing I would always look for. And I think, too, just how do they make you feel? Yeah. If your friends make you feel bad, if it's constant drama, it is not worth it. And they should not be your friend, guys. You are in high schools and middle yeah. schools with hundreds and hundreds of people. There's no excuse for you to be friends with people who make you feel badly or who make you feel pressured to make bad decisions. That's something that I wish that I had known because I spent years feeling like crap about myself and treating the people in my life like my parents that loved me the most like crap because that's what I saw modeled in my friendships. So... Do yourself a favor, fight for yourself, know that you deserve better than that, and you deserve friends that make you feel good as well. Yeah. That was, sadly, all of the time we had for questions. Also, please know, if you have more questions, like there was hundreds coming through, you can always, always, always find one of us after service, before service, and we will try our best to answer it. Anytime you have questions, any week, please come find us. Let me actually pray over you guys. And Go don't ahead. get up after we're done praying. Don't get up yet. We're going to pray. Then I'm going to give you some instructions. Capiche. All right. 
Jesus, we love you, Lord. We thank you that it's okay to have questions. We thank you that it's okay to wonder because you want to ask them. And so, Lord, I pray now if there's anything that anybody's struggling with, any questions that they have that maybe they don't feel comfortable asking, Lord, would you just nudge them to come and find one of us? We want to pray with them. We want to try to answer their questions to the best of their ability, also that they can know you more, also that they can grow more. We thank you so much for each and every one of these students, and it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.